Good morning, everybody. So glad you're all with us. And good morning to all of you who are online. Let me just say this. Happy Thanksgiving week. Come on, we're going to Thanksgiving this week. And welcome to our first three-service weekend. And I just want you to know, I thought this would be the least attended. There's as many here as there were in the first service. So that's great to see. And in a moment, we're going to be turning to Ephesians chapter 2. But first, let me give you a few uh, announcements. First of all, a reminder that our second annual legacy offering will be taken next week. And uh, we just want you to know as we do that, uh, legacy we took last year, we brought in $17,000. It was our first year of trying it. And it went to, I think about 6000 of that went to our city kids' gifts and things like that, and to help people throughout the community. So this year, we're believing for at least double that to come in. Uh, thank you for that big shot down. <laughs> anyway, we're believing God to do some great things uh, for that legacy offering. So kids from birth through 11 will receive gifts, and then uh, those that are in their teenage years will get gift cards. And then you should have received a uh, sheet when you came in today. If you're looking, I'm not sure what to get. There was a sheet given out to uh, look at Amazon to find different gifts that you can get. Then you can donate wrapping paper, and then you can come and help Lynn wrap all the gifts. So all you have to do is sign up at the Connection Center, and she'll get a hold of you of when she's going to be doing that. So, and again, remember, the legacy offering next week will also go for remodeling the end of the building. So we want you to know that. We're excited about it. We're going to have a, a room for special needs children. We're going to have a room for our, our college and beyond. We're going to have a room for our, uh, our Harbor City youth. And then we're going to hopefully have another uh, room for our community to be able to meet in. So lots of great things. And as the money comes in, we'll continue the remodeling. Let me just show you a couple of pictures of where your money's been going. This is the first operation in the medical building that you guys built in Uganda. That's happened last week. Pretty cool. And uh, we're so grateful for what God's doing there to help different folks. So wonderful things happening there. Now, here's something fun to mark on your calendars. December 3rd, which is just a couple weeks away. You don't want to miss this service. We're bringing in a Christian comedian illusionist. And he is a great guy, very funny, and he'll be in all three services. And it's a great opportunity for us to kick off our Christmas season with joy. And I just want you to invite some uh, people who've never been to church before, people who are unsaved. This is a great service uh, to bring them to for that weekend. So uh, just be aware of that. He's been on America's Got Talent. He's been on ABC, the Food Channel, which I don't know why, and uh, some other travel channel. So anyway, he's a very funny guy. That's a the privilege of talking to him. All right. So would you let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just pray right now for these speakers that are going to come up. We ask God you will anoint their words and you will use every word that they're speaking to fall on the hearts of people because your Holy Spirit has prepared their hearts. We ask you now, Lord, to push back every assignment from hell itself. Every demon will be pushed back. There'll be an open heaven here for the Holy Spirit to fall and his angels to fall on people's lives. We pray this will be a life-changing service in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Okay, so today 
our first speaker, oh, well, before I tell you that, uh, let me just uh, read you the theme for today. Ephesians chapter 2, and it's being thankful for God's grace on our lives. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So every one of us should be thankful for God's grace on our lives. And that word grace simply means God's favor, benefits, and gifts. We didn't deserve them, but because he loves his kids, he gives them to us anyway. And so Jesus came to rescue you and me, even when we didn't know we needed rescued, and that's his grace. So today, I hope you will see yourself in some of these stories that you're about to hear, because they're going to be good. All right, let me give you the ground rules for the speakers. Here we go. Uh, each speaker will come up and introduce themselves, except the first speaker. I will introduce uh, that person. Then the timer will begin. At the end of five minutes, a buzzer will go off. Like the end. Yeah, a little ding. Okay. That means your five minutes is up. And then they'll be given 30 seconds of grace. And then. No more grace. <laughs> Then the next speaker will come up, take the microphone from them, and they will leave with their head hanging down in shame. No, just, just kidding. They'll just walk off. And uh, anyway, the overtime speaker will then walk off the stage, and the new person will introduce themselves, and they will uh, be able to start again. Let me just say this, though. We have one of the, f of the five speakers is sick this morning, couldn't make it. I don't know if he's sick because he, he just... Didn't, was too scared to get up and speak? No, he's not at all. Anyway, with that in mind, our first speaker, so there is only going to be four this service, but it'll be a great, great word. All right, so our first speaker, this guy, uh, I met a couple years ago, and I've just watched him really flourish in the Lord, fall in love, got the opportunity to do his wedding, and uh, so it's a very exciting thing for me to have Kurt Zimmerman come up and share his testimony. Good morning. I'm thanking you of all you as friends at this moment, hoping that will make me less nervous. When nine years old, I was put out of the house on Sunday morning and told to go to church, which I frequently did. I spread my attendance out between the three local churches within walking distance. When I was 10, my mother took me to an Oral Roberts tent meeting. She had been watching him on television. There I heard of the torture and death of Jesus, the Mel Gibson version. He did not, he did not shy away from talking about the torture. This judgment was placed upon him for the sins of others, including me. When the invitation was given, I went forward and prayed for the blood of Jesus to wash away my sin. In the following weeks, I thought about the future. There were two lifestyles in my mind. The Christian one, where my job would be to find what God expected of me. The other was, the, my, was my father's, the army one. Go to work, come home, and drink. 
or go to the club on base and drink. This is how I observed it. Everything included alcohol. The stuff seemed irresistible to him and his friends. All sorts of things happened in our family, which I later learned were attributable to alcoholism. When I was 12, my father was transferred to Madigan Hospital. We lived in Tillicum. My friends and I visited the local Baptist church a few times. George Teeple was the Sunday school teacher for junior high school. He spoke to us transparently of his life before and after he got saved. This was the first time I heard a man speak of his own sin and conversion. It rocked me. It was the most powerful experience of my childhood. He is the man I most want to see later on. I feel a great debt of gratitude to him. I started drinking at 16. I discovered that my sexual inhibitions dissolved in alcohol. College was drinking, weed, and women. The third woman I got pregnant, I married. My new circumstances did not slow my drinking. It got worse. The marriage was very thin. I am very disturbed by the thought of losing my son. I go to church and I say to God, I will be a Christian. Can I keep my family? Two days later, the Lord sends me somewhere outside the church for help. I don't need that, I say. I've already quit drinking (laughs) two days earlier. That disobedience cost me a lot later, including my family. Our circumstances improve. I am working. We attend church. We read the Bible and pray religiously. There are also days when I get angry at anything. A cloud of ugly would descend on me, and I would not care about anybody. These moments became more frequent and intense. God, what is happening to me? Sleep became more and more difficult. One night, I discovered pornography on television. I asked for forgiveness, and he gave it. Then I did it again and again. I was prayed for. I talked with Christian and secular counselors. Periods of abstinence from porn were brief. I stopped sleeping altogether. A psychiatrist gave me drugs and notes on my various kinds of crazy, where to go, what to read, and what to do. I started on my list. My compulsion grew from pornography to women, and I destroyed my marriage. The next 10 years were a mix of compulsive sexual sin and looking for help. I ended up in the fellowship that Jesus sent me to many years before that I refused to go to. Once there, I balked at participation, but I saw other people change while I got more miserable. I began following instructions. I dealt with both the violent and sexually inappropriate events of my childhood. Then I truly saw my anger, fear, and bitterness around those things. They had twisted every decision I had made and poisoned every relationship I had. And my unforgiveness had kept it all glued to me. There was more to do, but my attitude was changing. My anger dissipated. Today I can smile and children are not afraid to speak to me. It has not always been that way. God never gave up on me. I have given up on him more than a few times. When I did, immediately I began to unravel. 
The first thing gone is my peace. And peace is the carrot on the stick for this donkey. The last time I did this, I asked him, is there forgiveness for me? He said, I have grace for that. There were times when absolutely nothing I could hear or do would penetrate me. And one of those times I discovered Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. He has never given up on me. Hello, I am Jagger Dahlstrom. My mother is Danette Haggerty, and I want to start by saying thank you, because I would not be here today without you, and I want to say thank you for, I'm not going to cry, I want to say thank you for never giving up on me when I gave you every reason and when I gave up on myself. Need to get it together. I prayed this morning. God, I just pray a hedge of protection over my mascara. So, <laughs> God's gonna come through. Ephesians 2 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. My story is a story of God's relentless grace and mercy. Growing up, I was very insecure. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I wanted to be. I just knew that I didn't really like myself and I was willing to be anybody else that I would like. And this led to a lot of following and world chasing and this corrupted my moral compass so heavily. As I began chasing the world and finding new friends and new friend groups and people doing people doing things that were bad I followed I began cussing skipping school sneaking out stealing partying smoking vaping doing other hard drugs and all the while I lied to my mother and she was oblivious and I'm sorry um this led to a lot of Mental health. I was very anxious. Um, the lying one, I felt always on edge, like my life, my life that I was, the path that I was taking, what I was doing could be um, like revealed at any moment because it was all a lie. And I was very depressed. I was isolated. I had no one to go to. I, I could have, but I didn't think I did because I was hiding. And this led to a lot of self-hatred. I just, I knew that I was on a bad path. And I hated where I was going. I knew that I was going in the wrong direction. And I just hated who I was and who I was becoming. And this led to a very broken and isolated path. I, I began getting overwhelming thoughts of suicide and I and 
hopelessness. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I didn't want to be trapped as someone that I hated so much. God, God showed me that I was, I was doing what was wrong. God revealed to me that the path that I was on was a path to disaster, a path to failure, and a path that I could not sustain. I, I ended up, um, I ended up stuck in a place where I knew that I was, what I was doing was wrong, and I asked God to change me. And I just cried out and asked God to change me. I wanted to be better. And God showed me what I needed to give up. And I needed to give up my lifestyle. Um, Luke 9.23 says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I, I gave up my friends who were helping lead me astray. I gave up alcohol, partying, drugs. I gave up relationships with boys, relationships with people that were bad for me. I I was in a season of sanctification for a while and I had to be alone for God to do this. I I experienced God's freedom and God's peace and since then I've been so zealous for the Lord and reading the word and God has forever changed my life. I I'm no longer addicted. I've been sober for over a year and I I no longer have anxiety, depression, any mental health that doctors told me I had. I no longer deal with those. The peace of God rests on me every day. Um, Romans 11, 36 through 12, 1 says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or rational service. This life, this new life, this new person that I am, I, I owe it all to God. And so I'm going to spend the rest of my life serving God because that's the only rational service that I can offer out of my gratitude. <laughs> that's why I'm sharing today because is my hope that you all would be able to experience the same freedom that I found in God. Good morning. morning. (laughs) If I cry, it's only because I'm overjoyed. (laughs) Um, I'm Kendra, my husband's Robert. Um, before turning my life over to Jesus, I was broken and blind, living my own will, my own will. I did not grow up in a Christian home, nor was it perfect. My dad was mentally abusive, which sometimes turned physical, and my mom was my protector <laughs> until their divorce when I was 18. At age 15, I was babysitting a baby that died of SIDS. I was bullied about it in school, which led to depression, skipping school, and rebellion. But still, I received my diploma in 1991, and it was a struggle. I was pregnant at age 18, delivering my first daughter at 26 and a half weeks long, and having my second daughter at age 23. I'd been in and out of abusive relationships since high school, and it continued to get worse. At that time, I found my love for drugs, so I thought. 
By age 27, I'd lost custody of my children and was sent to prison with a 38 and a half month sentence, with the final charges being pressed on me by my parents. During that time, I attended church but struggled with the idea of turning my life over to Jesus, even after crying out at him at one point to get me out of the life that I was living on the streets. I see now that he did get me out of that living situation by sending me to prison in a long-term treatment program. After being released from prison in 2003, I still struggled with the idea of God in church. Attending Narcotics Anonymous, I met Robert through meetings. And we knew each other back in school, but had differences. I married him in 2004. Funny how God has plans. (laughs) Anyway, we started attending CLF pretty regularly, but again, I was just there. We got custody back of my youngest daughter, and Robert adopted her. Again, a God moment that I didn't realize. We then moved to where we are now and continued in and out of church. In 2017, I broke my back, and it threw me into a complete downward spiral. I relapsed after 16 years, turning to alcohol, thinking that it would help. In all reality, things got worse. I started being unfaithful in my marriage. We were on the verge of divorce, ready to lose our business, and my family had told me if I wanted to live that lifestyle, I needed to get off the property we lived on, but Robert could stay. At that moment, I surrendered to God, which was 2018. I went to Robert telling him I either needed to get away to sober up or check myself into a treatment facility. Robert didn't give up on me or us. We disappeared for a while on a camping trip where I was able to sober up, making my new sobriety date 7-10-18. We then got back. We started seeing separate counselors along with a marital counselor with our, along with marital counseling with our local pastor and started a church again. In 2019, Robert told me that we were going to be baptized as a married couple, asking if I was okay with that. I was tired of the life that I'd been going, so I said, yes, let's do it. On April 19, 2019, we were baptized in the Humptulips River, and since that day, my life has flourished in the Lord. Coming up out of that water was such a feeling that I can't even describe to this day. I found Harbor City Church through a women's Bible study, and I knew I was where the Lord wanted me to be, and I prayed Robert would feel the same. Today, I have over five years sober and 21 years off drugs. God has delivered me from all the cravings of drugs, alcohol, lust, lying, and the other chaos that comes from all the darkness. I've overcome things I knew would either kill me or send me back to prison. God's even delivered me from the crippling back pain I've had since 2017 at the Tent Revival in Ocean City, where ladies from Harbor City Church prayed over me along with Nathan French. I have gotten all seven of my felonies discharged, and I have my civil rights back, and I'm now working on sealing my record. I was blessed to attend the Her Voice Conference this year, where God delivered me from the shame and guilt that I still carried about the things I did to my husband. We have property that I never seemed to know what the purpose was. I even fought my husband on some of it, saying it was a waste of time and money. But today, 13 years later, I see what that purpose was. It was for God to use to bless us and others. And I'm so thankful I finally accepted Jesus into my heart to show me that. I am involved in Celebrate Recovery. I just finished our step study. I serve in our church, and I co-facilitate a women's Bible study in our area of hump tulips. 
The Lord has given me a voice and a reason to share my story with others. Looking back now, I know God was there the entire time protecting me and getting me out of the situations I just thought I was lucky at at the time. My favorite verse is Psalms 119.71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted so that I may learn your statutes. God has saved me when I thought I could never be forgiven. I'm so very grateful because today his light shines through me and I'm able to help others see that there is hope and that through them they too can be saved. My relationship with my husband has grown so much more than I could have imagined. My love for him is so much deeper now that God is the center of our marriage. I thank God, Lisa, I thank God daily that Robert never gave up on me or us. I still have days I cry because I never imagined my life like this. I have close friends, and we have close friends. In the 20 years that we've been together, we never had any friends that we got together with. My cup's overflowing today in so many ways, and that is because God left that 99 to find me. How do you follow that? Yeah. Um, I've been packing my Bible more than I ever had in my life since she got it for me in June. It's like my, that's my, my uh, armor. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm Robert Wisenhunt, and uh, I went to Holcomb School District. Where when in school I, I became a, I was drunk I, I did I drank a lot did drugs most of my school year, but managed to graduate in 1991. It continued for many years, resulting in many assaults and uh, DUIs at three. I ended up in and out of treatment, uh, but still continued to drink and drug. By January 20th of 2003, at 30 years old, I was back in treatment again. For the last time, I had so much pain, anger, hate, confusion. I was completely lost and very manipulated by Satan. I was narcissistic, egotistic, prideful, and very controlling. I continued to uh, manipulate everyone around me and had them believing my false lifestyle. I started in recovery meetings where I met Kandra and got married February 7, 2004. At which it also was given two daughters, Brianna and Kaylee. Um, I mostly been a logger, and most of I started also being an electrician. I finally joined my wife in our piling business in 2019. At this time, we were struggling in our marriage, and I wasn't sure what was what was going to happen and what I could do to save it. I leaned towards our <clears throat> pastor, Steve Perry, at Humptoves Valley Church where he met with me throughout the week for one-on-one sessions. Um, it was thereafter I started to realize God was doing, it was going to be my only way to trust and believe again. And all I knew was to harm myself or others, which meant drinking and destroying everything around me. But I knew that was not what I wanted. So I took the higher road which is God. I stood by my wife through her relapse and chaos and brought into our marriage knowing she needed me if 
if and when she would fall. I started professional counseling, which, every, which never really helped. I, I was missing key piece of the puzzle, which thereafter I took some deep understanding for forgiveness, which all come from God. He, re, he relieved me of all my pain, my anxieties, worries, and etc. But things still didn't feel right. So that day went on. I was struggling. I realized my language was disgusting. And my attitude was terrible. My wife came to Harbor City Church on a Friday for a women's group in 2022. She came home and said, I'm going to church on Sunday with or without you. I knew I, we need God and church. God never fails. We got involved with the five love language class with Ron and Beth McCarty. And our marriage changed immediately. Then we took their class, Love and Respect. I couldn't explain, really explain the newfound love we started to have, and God had been directing this all along. I see all now through pain comes the true understanding of what love really is. I believe that the same pain Jesus endured for my salvation, well, all of ours. We both attended Celebrate Recovery on Mondays, youth group on Thursdays, and church on Sundays. Oh, yeah, I also attend a men's group on Saturday at Justin Turner's home. All of this is God, not me. I believe God is making or has made me a true man of love. This is for all of you. He has shown me love I've never known. I started reading the, my Bible this year for the first time. I did not grow up in church. I truly had no understanding of who God was. But today I know how, or now I know now, He is my Heavenly Father and loves me beyond anything I've ever known. He has saved me from two heart attacks, hepatitis C, drug abuse. He also saved our marriage. God willing, I will have 21 years clean and sober. January 20, 24. And in Matthew 6, 14, it says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Thank you. <laughs> Let's stand. When I listen to some of those testimonies, I don't know about you, but it brings tears to my eyes. Every service, I could just feel God's presence and his mercy and grace on every every testimony. I don't know where you've come from, but when I listen to Kurt, I, you can just see how alcoholism, pornography, and illicit relationships destroyed his life. But God did not give up on him. When you look at Jagger, and if you knew Jagger and how she's grown up, <clears throat> she's had a mom who's tried to serve God and do her best. And yet, how, how Satan can get in there and kind of give you self-hatred and have a, just suicidal thoughts and all those kind of things. And yet God came and rescued Jagger. I think of Kendra and Robert, 
they kind of come together, but how God can save a marriage and how people can give up on their marriages. Lois and I always say we came that close. You guys probably came closer than that to give up. A God comes, rescues, and restores. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, maybe these testimonies are hitting home for you today. You've been playing games, maybe living a double life. Maybe you came to know the Lord at one time. Maybe you grew up in church, but you fell away. Or maybe you've never known the Lord. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in just a moment. It takes guts to come to know Christ. It takes guts to come back to Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and say, I'm going all the way with Christ, and I need him as my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I need Jesus in my life. Raise him high. <clears throat> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. That's good stuff. Nine. Nine. All right. Got it. Isn't God good? The lowest we've had today is five. So at least five, probably close to 20 folks have given their lives to the Lord. It's good stuff. So pray this prayer with me, everybody. If you raise your hand, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, and you give your life to Jesus. Come into the family of God. Say this with me. Father God, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son. Jesus, to die in my place. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of all my sins, all my mistakes, and all my failures. Come into my life and be my Savior, my Lord, my boss, my friend, and my King. And by your grace and by your power, I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. <clears throat> now, if I can have the prayer people come on up, but let me, as we close with a song, let me say if you gave your life to Jesus today, get involved in fresh starts so you can grow, get a foundation for your life, get baptized in water, and go on for God. Die to yourself, live for Him. Let's worship just for a bit. If you need prayer for anything, come on up, get some prayer.